Welcome to the Revive Church Podcast with Pastor Todd Mazingo. Are you ready to get into it? What a great morning to talk about gossip. Woo! Why in the world would we be talking about gossip and slander this morning? What would be the point of that? Because in a church, you must have unity. And if you don't have unity, then you have chaos. And that division comes, and one of the ways that division comes is through gossip and slander. Let me show you something in 1 Corinthians 1.10. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Now, I want to explain something to you that a lot of us miss about unity. What is unity? I want you to hear me real close, because conceptually, when you grab this, it's going to change you. We do not come into agreement in order to have unity. Let me say that again. We do not come into agreement in order to have unity. We do not discuss options and then decide what option would bring us unity. Listen to me. Discussing uh, discussing options and coming into agreement is actually compromise. That's not unity, that's compromise. And if you're buying a house, that kind of compromise is fine. I'm gonna need a hand mic, I can't do this. If you are in a place where you are having to try to come to a compromise, you state your side, I'll state my side, we'll find something in the middle that works, that's not unity, that's compromising. Works great when you're buying a house because you wanna know you agree on the amount you're buying the house for, so now you go and negotiate back and forth. But you're not coming into unity, you've come into a compromised agreement. It is through unity of our calling that we find agreement. Hear me out. You got to write this down as a note. Unity brings agreement. Agreement does not bring unity. Agreement brings compromise. Unity brings agreement. What do I mean by that? When we become united in what our purpose, in what our call, in what our direction is, we will have no problem with people coming into agreement with what's going on. Are you with me? Listen, as a church, our job is to put the word and the spirit together in a church and to set up an environment where you can encounter God. That's the unity of our calling. That's the direction we're going. So we don't have a problem with compromising agreement as long as we understand that's the goal, that's what we're driving for, then I can come into agreement because I understand the calling. I understand the purpose. So the unity is what will bring about the agreement. Because we have unity on the calling of the church, we come into agreement in order to accomplish that call. And we're asked to be in perfectly united in mind and thought, and that cannot come from compromise. Why? Because every time you compromise, you wanted something else, but you settled for this. That's not perfect unity. Perfect unity is I understand what we're doing, therefore I will come into agreement with the direction we're going and the call we have. So today I want to talk about something that brings division to that unity. In other words, here's the direction we're going. We're all in agreement because that's what we want to accomplish. But there's this thing out there, there are many things, but one of the things is gossip 
and slander. They can bring division to unity. And I would say most likely, and listen, I'm preaching to myself this morning too, that every person in this room has at one time or another gossiped. I'm going to prove that to you in a minute. And I'm going to say that everyone in this room at one time or another is guilty of slander. And I'll show that to you in a minute. But let me just say this. Gossip and slander are evil spiritual tools of Satan. He uses them. They creep in to where you think you're just giving an opinion and all of a sudden you're no longer giving an opinion. You're gossip and slandering because it's the way the enemy wants to work to eventually create the division. So let me start with a definition. If I go to gossip in the Bible and I look up the word in English, it means this, a casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people, stay with me, typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. Let me read that again. Casual or unconstrained conversational reports about other people typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. In the Greek, the word is syptodemos. Say that one quick, syptodemos. It means whispering, whispering. And you'll see how important that is later, that the definition of the Greek word is whispering. In the Hebrew, pathah, one who opens his lips, talks too much. There are connections with gossip in scripture all throughout it. In Romans 1, gossip is connected with a depraved mind. In Leviticus 19, gossip is uh, connected with taking of another, li another one's life. Uh, James 1.26 connects gossip with spiritual worthlessness. And gossip isn't just negative talk. Any talk about others that is not confirmed by you as truth is gossip. Ooh, woo. Let me say that again because you're going you're gonna to start seeing things in your own conversation like I did. Any talk about others that is not confirmed by you as being true is gossip. I'll show you in just a minute how that plays out. In straightforward terms, you are talking about something, watch, that you do not have firsthand knowledge of. You are talking about something that you got a report from someone else. You are passing on information that was given to you, but you were not there, so you don't know that it's true. You are listening to information, and the only proof you have that it's true is that someone told it to you. Let me give you some examples, some examples of gossip that you might not even be seeing. You hear a complaint about someone else and you pass that complaint on to someone other than who the complaint is against. Oh, I heard this complaint about this person, but I'm telling this person about the complaint I have about that person. Instead of going to that person with the complaint, I'm passing that information on. Someone other than the person who you are complaint that the complaint is against, you are talking to. That's gossip. I'm going to tell the pastor, listen, <laughs> I, am, I am for some reason the, we just thought you should know, pastor. That's gossip. When I hear the phrase, we just thought you should know about this, I know gossip is about to roll out, okay? I just know that. Uh, the, uh, well, I heard this about one of your elders. Then why don't you go talk to one of my elders instead of telling me that's gossip? 
I'm going to tell the person's best friend so that their best friend can address it with them. Do you know what you just did? You just asked the best friend to get involved in gossip. You're just passing secondhand information off to the best friend who you think would be a better choice to go talk to them about it, but that best friend doesn't have firsthand information. You do, and you're unwilling to go address it. I'm going to listen to the negative talk, but I'm only going to tell my spouse because after all, we're one. That's still gossip. That's still gossip. That's still gossip. Most people want to share the unconfirmed information, but don't want to take responsibility for the gossip aspect of sharing that information. Are you with me? It becomes very comfortable. We get very used to it. And if the information is negative about that other person, now we've gone from gossip to slander. Now we're just talking bad about someone because we want, I'll get to that in a minute. You allowing someone to speak negatively without putting a stop to it or talking to the person they're complaining about, you are now an accomplice to gossip. They come to you and said, did you hear what so-and-so did? Your response need to be, I don't need to hear what so-and-so did, but if you got a problem with it, you need to go talk to so-and-so. I don't want to get involved in the gossip. I don't want to get pulled into this thing. I don't want to be somebody who passes it on. I don't want to be accomplice to it. And you ever hear people say, people always come to me to complain about things. Ask yourself this question, why? Why do they come to you to complain about things? Is it because you accept gossip? Is it because you're a listening ear to confirm gossip? I promise you, if you shut it down and told them to go speak to the person they're talking about, they would stop coming to you and complaining. Oh, listen, there's a pride that some people take in being in the inner circle of information. Oh, people always tell me what's going on. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> we need to recognize that the person who receives the gossip is now part of the gossip. The person who receives the gossip becomes an accomplice to gossip if they don't shut it down. Are you with me? And shutting it down doesn't mean going and telling your pastor that somebody is gossiping. It means going to the gossiper and saying, why are you saying those things? Why haven't you talked to that person about it? Why are you talking about that person that way? We need to recognize that people who gossip need to be shut down. It's the loving thing to do. Let me say that again. It's the loving thing to do to stop gossip. Why? Because it's destroying unity. It's bringing about chatter. It's bringing about division. And if they talk about someone else to you, listen to me, if they talk about someone else to you, they will talk about you to someone else. If you're going to go gossip to them and they're going to gossip to you, I promise you they will be gossiping about you. It becomes a natural flow of conversation to get information and to pass it on in the gossip ring. Gossip is a scheme of the devil that causes division. And this is what I want you to hear this morning. It will bite you back. Gossip will bite you back. 
We need to recognize that anytime we talk about others, the devil has the opportunity to bite you back with it. Why? Because we're doing something wrong. So as Jan mentioned this morning, we have opened the door. Now the devil has opportunity. I'm going to show you this in scripture because I think most people never even recognize this particular scripture for what, what it was saying. Genesis 39, 11 through 20. I'm talking about Joseph having been sold out by his brothers and he's now in Egypt and he's serving in Potiphar's house. I want you to hear this story. Now it happened one day that he went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the household were there inside. She, Potiphar's wife, caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and went outside. And when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside, she called to the men of the household and said to them, see, he has brought a Hebrew, talking about Potiphar, he has brought a Hebrew into us to make sport of us. He came into me to lie with me and I screamed. And when he heard that I raised my voice and screamed, he left his garment beside me and he fled and went outside. So she left his garment beside her until the master came home. Then she spoke with these words. Listen to this. The Hebrew slave whom you brought to us came into me to make sport of me. And I raised my voice and screamed and he left his garment beside me and fled outside straight up gossip and when uh, straight up slander. And when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spoke to him saying, this is what your slave did to me, his anger burned. So Joseph's master took him and put him in jail, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in jail. Now we know Joseph. And this is what we know about Joseph. He is an honorable person. He has integrity. He has good character. And yet he has been falsely accused. And some of you may wonder, why was Joseph falsely accused here? Was it because God wanted to have an even more dramatic story to use Joseph in the grand scheme of history by having him falsely arrested, spend time in jail? Was that all part of God's plan to make the Joseph story even more dramatic? No. No, there was actually another principle of God at work in Joseph's life. I'm going to take you back now to Genesis 37. Joseph is much younger at this time. He is not the one that's sold into slavery, but this is the setup for the sold into slavery. In Genesis 37, 1 through 4, it says this. Now Jacob lived in the land where his father had sojourned in the land of Canaan. And these are the records of the generation of Jacob. Joseph was 17 years of age, was pastoring the flock with his brothers while he was still a youth, along with the sons of Bilah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. Now watch. And Joseph brought back a bad report about them to their father. Now, I want you to understand real clear when you go back into Hebrew and you look at what he's saying here, he is not saying he brought back a report about the bad things they were doing. He brought back a bad report in the Hebrew, Debal, an evil report. Watch this. Watch this. An evil report whispering, defamatory. 
That's the word that's used. That Joseph brought back a gossiping, whispering, slammering, uh, slandering report to his father. He was speaking bad about his brothers and slandering them. This is the original source of why Joseph got a bad report from Potiphar's wife. Are you with me? Because Joseph was a slanderer, he got slandered against. Do not be mocked. A God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will reap. And if you're going to sow gossip and you're going to sow bad report, you're going to reap bad report. Joseph showed a bad report and reaped a bad report. Our words are important and they have consequences. I want you to please hear me clearly. If you're a person who gossips or receives gossip, your reputation lacks credibility. People know you are petty. They know you will talk about anybody or anything you heard that might get them a little bit of attention. And we need to ask ourselves, why am I saying this? Why is this rolling out of my mouth? What is the importance of that? And I want to tell you, most of the time you are talking about someone else or something you heard about them, you are meeting a need in you. You are meeting a need that you have. Why? Gossip reveals what's in your heart. Luke 6, 45, the good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good and the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil for his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. When we gossip, it reveals that we have a need to be placed above the person we're talking about and demote them in some way to someone. It reveals that you need to be a person who is in the know so people will come to you for advice so that you will feel important. It reveals that you do not want reconciliation when you are hurt. You want retaliation. Covertly, it reveals that you need revenge and you don't trust God. I know we're talking heavy but I find myself sometimes with my mouth open when it should be shut. Whispering when I have no right to say what I'm saying and it's to no one's benefit except for my own, what I think is to my benefit. Let me tell you 10 things that are true about gossip. Gossip tells you that you have something valuable to say. Gossip tells you that others will think you have wisdom or insight that they don't have. Gossip tells you that because we have this information, we're important. Gossip tells us that these words will bond our friendship to the person we're sharing it with. Ooh, 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 let me say that again. We believe if I tell you the inside scoop on that person, you and I are closer somehow because you and I now know something about that person and that somehow bonds us together. Gossip tells us that our friend who we're telling is gonna be drawn away from the foe we're trying to draw them away from. If I tell you something bad about somebody I don't like, then you will be drawn to me and away from them and you'll not like them too. Gossip tells us that other people are not talking about us when we are talking about them. It's not true. Gossip tells us that no one will know you're talking bad about them. <laughs> you want to know the quickest way to get information out in a church? Whoever you tell, tell them it's confidential. <laughs> it's okay. 
because they're going to go tell somebody confidentially. Who is going to go tell somebody confidentially? Who is going to go tell somebody confidentially? And then you know what? Confidentially, somebody tells the pastor. That went all the way around. Gossip tells us that we're actually defending a friend when we're actually spreading rumors. Gossip tells us that it will not hurt our reputation by talking bad about others. Gossip tells us that we are not, and this is huge, that we are not manipulating the person we're telling the information to. Man, if there's a big key, if there's a big component, if there's a big thing to think about, when we decide to tell somebody else something about someone that we don't know if it's true or not, or maybe even why in the world are we telling them, could it be that we're manipulating that person? We want them to feel like we feel. We want them to support us. We want them to see our side. We're actually manipulating someone. Luke 8, 17. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known are brought out into the open. I've hit a very negative side of things, but let me hit the other side. I believe that the mature believer knows when not to talk. I believe that the mature believer knows I should not say anything about this. I need to pray for that person. I need to pray for that situation, but I don't need to be speaking about that situation. Have you ever met somebody that tells a whole bunch of people that they got hurt by this one person? They spread it out to make sure everybody knows. What are they doing? They're trying to draw you to their side and against the other person. And that's not right. That's gossip. That's slander. You know, you let God take care of those kind of things and you speak truth. Listen, wise people know they are not getting the whole story from you when you gossip. Are you with me? I see a couple people shaking their head and I'm glad to see that. You know when you're receiving gossip that you're getting a slanted story. You're not getting the whole thing. You're not getting both sides because things are typically not that one-sided. So if I speak gossip, I'll get caught in a trap. Just because you know something doesn't mean you have to say it. Pray it, don't say it. Pray it, don't say it. If you have a phone, I want you to take it out. And I want you to open up your notes section, wherever you keep notes. If you need to put it in an email because you don't know how to operate your notes, it's that square with the yellow bar at the top and the lines across it. I want you to write this word, wait, W-A-I-T, wait, wait. And so some of you are thinking right now in your brain, well, if I hear some gossip, I need to wait. That's not what this is. This is an acronym. W-A-I-T. Now I want you to write under it. Why am I talking? Why am I talking? I think it's the most important question you can ask yourself when gossip and slander come to your door. Why am I saying this? Why am I even repeating this? Why am I talking about this? What value is there in not going directly to the person and saying, hey, this you did in front of me and it concerned me. Can you talk to me about it? Instead of going someone else and saying, do you know what they did to me? Why am I talking? 
Why am I even talking? Maybe it applies to a whole lot of areas of our life to just stop and say, why am I saying what I'm saying? Is there value in this? Does it edify? Does it encourage? Does it comfort? Is it truth? Or am I just talking to hear myself talk? Four final things about gossip. One, first and foremost, gossip violates the word of God. Psalm 5, 8 through 10. Oh Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of my foes. Make your way straight before me. There is nothing reliable in what they say. Their inward part is destruction itself. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Hold them guilty, O oh God. By their own devices, let them fall. In a multitude of their transgressions, thrust them out, for they are rebellious against you. I don't know if you heard the context, but he just said, they're talking about me. But what's going on is they're being rebellious against you. By talking about me, they are being rebellious against you. Psalm 52, 2. Your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor, O worker of deceit. O worker of deceit. Number two, gossip violates the person's reputation that you are speaking about. The person you're speaking about, you are now violating their reputation. Psalm 109, 2 and 3. For they have opened the wicked and the deceitful mouth against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have also surrounded me with words of hatred and fought against me without cause. Listen to me. Anytime you repeat a story you heard, you are gossiping against someone because you don't actually know if that was true. You were not there. And let me just pour some grace on the topic. And I want you to hear this as grace because once you begin to see this grace, it will help you address it. The majority of people who want to gossip to you are gossiping out of their own pain. They're gossiping out of their own hurt. They have an unhealed, a wounded place in them that gives them the desire to try to do something to elevate themselves because they're hurting. And we need to know that grace is there to say, listen, I know you've been through hell, but why are you saying this? What value would be in that? Why don't we figure out, how to, I'll go with you. Let's go sit down with that person. Let's go find out if they really intended it to come across that way. If that's really what they meant, because otherwise we're just slamming them without looking for reconciliation. If you're hearing the story secondhand, listen, believer, ask the person to stop. If they were not there, and if it's not firsthand, you don't need to hear it. But if they're repeating something they heard, you just need to say, I don't need to hear this. You don't even know that it's true, so I don't want to be brought into it. Number three, gossip violates the person's reputation who is spreading the gossip. Proverbs 10, 18 through 21. He who conceals hatred has lying lips. That's the grace I'm talking about. Concealing hatred, causing them to have lying lips. And he who spreads slander is a fool. When there are many words, transgression is unavoidable 
and he who restrains his lips is wise. You end up looking bad for talking too much. You end up looking bad because you listen to or are involved in the gossip. It will be exposed and you will lose your integrity and character over. How many of you ever done this? How many of you ever heard a story that someone else told you? Okay, I'm willing to say I've done this so that you can be honest with you. How many of you heard an incredible story, a terrible story, a, a devastating story about someone else and you pass that information on? And then it comes out that the story you heard wasn't the truth. Who looks bad? You do. You look bad. Why? Because you passed on a story that you didn't even know was true. And listen to me, you could say, but it came from my friend. I trust him. But your friend has hurts and your friend has a reason they're gossiping and your friend has a reason they need to tell you that story because they're trying to meet a need in them that I feel important to you because I have things to tell you that you didn't know. Have to expose the gossip. Number four, gossip affects the listener's impression. Jeremiah 9, 8. Their tongue is a deadly arrow. It speaks deceit. With his mouth, one speaks peace to his neighbor, but inwardly he sets an ambush for him. Listen to me. You are hurting the person that you tell the gossip to. You are setting them up to be involved in gossip. You are influencing them with information that could be wrong. And number five, this is my last one. And I have to say this, because if I don't, I wouldn't be me. Facebook is a breeding ground for gossip. It's a breeding ground, but let me tell you how it works. So you can see the enemy at work. Have you ever seen one of those really religious posts? Some people don't have the grace to recognize God when they see him. What? And what's really going on is they're mad at someone that didn't show them grace, so they put out a general post. Oh no, I wasn't speaking about anybody in specific. I was talking generally that people need to recognize God. Listen to me. Do you not think God knows you are slandering and gossiping? Do you not think God sees that? Do you not think that God knows where your heart is when you're posting that? You're not hiding it from anybody. We all know you're taking a shot at somebody. But here's the problem. What if we end up thinking you're taking a shot at somebody different than who you're taking a shot at? Now we got two or three people involved in the gossip problem because we think it's about Sally and it's actually about Bob and Sue got somehow tied into it too when none of those were actually involved. And if you'd have gone and talked to Sally, this would have been put to rest without a post. I'm moving on now. Proverbs 20:19. a gossip betrays a confidence. Watch this. A gossip betrays a confidence. Look at this next line. So avoid anyone who talks too much. Wait, wait, why am I talking? Avoid anyone who talks 
too much. We do not need to hear your pharisaical corrective truth about other people you got a problem with. Go to that someone, not everyone else. Otherwise, it's gossip and slander and you'll be accountable before God. So why am I talking about this today? Because it's a scheme of the devil. It's a scheme of the enemy to create division among us. Satan will use gossip to destroy churches, to destroy people, and to destroy reputations. So what do we need to do? What do we need to do if you look at your life and say, I am talking too much. I am saying things I got no business talking about, and I've got into this pattern of talking about everybody and making a judgment on everybody and deciding everybody needs to know this about anyone that I don't like. Number one, repent. Repent, metaneo in the Greek, change your mind. Recognize that that's of no value. It doesn't edify anyone. It doesn't encourage anybody. That it's against the will of God. That you are opening the door for Satan. That Satan will come back and catch you in your snare of gossip and slander. Fight for unity. Fight for unity. Don't allow gossip to come across the path. Say, no, no, no. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We sit down and we talk this stuff through. We don't go chatter and whisper to everybody else. Pray. Pray that the scheme of the enemy is exposed. Pray that the scheme of the enemy, that this is not accurate information, that nobody's confirmed it, nobody sat down with that person, everybody's talking about them instead of talking to them. And then confront in love. I'm telling you, it can be done. It can be done to just say to a person, please don't, please don't. I don't want to, I don't want to hear about that. And I'll tell you why I don't want to hear about it because you're going to get me thinking things that I don't need to be thinking. I'm not going to be thinking encouraging things. I'm going to be discouraged about that person. Listen, why don't you just go to that person and get this cleared up? And, and, and if that doesn't clear it up, then do what the Bible says. Go with them with another friend and sit down and discuss it. See if we can bring some clarity. If that doesn't work, then go before the church. Go to the elders and say, hey, we're really struggling with what happened here. It's called the Christian plan for reconciliation. We ought to be comfortable with it instead of allowing gossip to continue. I, 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 I am accused of this. I'm not looking at my wife for any particular reason. I tend to be too gracious, too nice. This is a, an actual belief I have, and some of you may see me operate in it. I do not believe that the unrighteous succeed. I do not believe that the unrighteous succeed. Therefore, I will not go throw rocks at every dog that barks because it keeps me from getting to my destination. Too often, let me tell you, this is not going into a good place. Too often, I'll just move on and recognize God will take care of that while that person continues to slander and continues to gossip. And I never prayed my role of confronting in love and just saying, that needs to stop. I love you, man, but all you're doing is hurting yourself and hurting the other people, and you need to stop. You need to stop. If you've got a problem with that person, go sit down with that person. But 17 other people don't need to hear about that person. Are you with me? I think we just have to be people who confront in love. And I think we have to be people who recognize gossip. And I think we have to be people who wait. Wait. Just look at your conversations. And when you're about to say it, say, does this need to be said? In your head. Don't say that to the person. Does this need to be said? Because they're going to say, oh, yeah, I want to hear what you have to say. What do you have to say? Don't hold it back. Oh, you can't now. You've already teased me. you got to let it out. No. But just think to yourself, why am I telling this story? 
Why am I telling this story? Is it really doing any good? Father God, this morning, whew, accountability for our lips, accountability for our own words. I pray that you would bring it to us, not in a, a condemnation way. God, if I had been condemning this morning, then I repent before this crowd and I apologize. My desire is to be convicting that we must look at what we're doing. We must watch our words. We must wait, find out why we're saying these things, find out if it's an inner issue that we need to deal with. But I'm asking you to bless us with the revelation of our own words. In Jesus' name. Would you guys stand to your feet for a moment? I'm going to ask our altar ministers to come forward. And today I've asked a chemo to come up here to lead us in a prayer because it's really difficult as the pastor to say, if you're here this morning and you're a gossiper, come down for prayer. I told the uh, elders on Tuesday night that this is what I was going to be preaching about. I said, I don't think that's going to work. I don't know how many people will say, yep, I've been gossiping. I've been talking about you, pastor, and now I need to repent. But listen, some of you have been gossiped about. Some of you have been slandered about. And so I've asked Chemo to come up and just minister to that. Well, what did you think? Has God been speaking to you about any of these things? We would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at reviveusnow.com. We're really excited that Pastor Todd has released his first book of 2023, Love Never Lies. He shares with us how Jesus loves us, but he always tells us the truth about sin and righteousness and how we should act in this world. The world wants to tell us what the Bible says about these things and how our understanding is unloving, even hateful. But we must look for ourselves at the Bible and at Jesus and see that Jesus loves everyone, but he never compromises on truth. This new book is very relevant to all Christians in today's crazy times. Love Never Lies is available on Amazon now. This podcast is brought to you by Revive Church of Stewart, Florida. You can learn more about us at our website, reviveusnow.com. If you live in our area or are planning a visit to our area, we would love to have you join us. We are located at 8851 Southwest Old Kansas Avenue, Stewart, Florida. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not click to subscribe right here on the podcast site of your choice. That way you won't miss any of Pastor Todd's and Revive Church's future podcasts. Thank you for joining us.